Hey, man. Good morning, Central Park Baptist Church. Good morning to y'all. How are we doing this morning? We're doing okay? We're doing okay? Hey, man. Glad to see everyone here this morning. Uh, if you're able to rise, we would love for you to join us in our opening hymn, hymn 321. Hymn 321. What a mighty God we serve. Then we'll have an opening prayer. Hymn 321, what a mighty God we serve. Oh, what a mighty God we serve. What a mighty God we serve. Angels bow before him, heaven and earth adore him. What a mighty God we serve. Let's do that again. Oh, what a mighty God we serve. What a mighty time. Oh, what a mighty God we serve. Oh, what a mighty God we serve. Angels bow before him. Heaven and earth adore him. What a mighty God we, what a mighty God we, what a mighty God we serve. Amen. Let's, uh, let's pray. Um, uh, Father, thank you for, uh, Lord, the privilege to be at your church. I pray that you would speak to us in a mighty way. Uh, Lord, and I, uh, I just ask that we'll have our, our hearts open to you and ready to receive your message. Uh, I pray for the remainder of the service in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen and amen. We're so excited and blessed to be here. This is the last month of the year, the first Sunday of the last month of the year. Can you believe it? It is time has really gone by, but you know what? We can still sing uh, and be joyful at this time. If you're able to turn to hymn 95, we will sing Joy to the World. Joy to the World, hymn 95, Joy to the World. Hymn 95, Joy to the World. A joy to the world.
And all God's people can say, man, what an awesome God we serve, amen. And that makes it to where we can sing joy unspeakable and full of glory. Hymn number 468. Let's all stand, if you would, please, and sing joy unspeakable. Thank you, choir. Very good. good amen and amen. Hymn 468. Hymn 468. Joy unspeakable. We'll do all verses. Sing along. I have found his grace is all complete. He supplies every need. While I sit and learn at Jesus' feet, I am free, yes, free indeed. Joy unspeakable and full of glory, full of glory, full of glory. It is joy unspeakable and full of glory of a half, half never yet been told. I have found the pleasure I once prayed. It is joy and peace within. What a wondrous blessing I am saved from the awful gulf of sin. It is joy unspeakable and full of glory, full of glory, full of glory. It is joy unspeakable and full of glory all the half had never yet been told. I have found that hope so bright and clear, living in the realm of grace. Oh, the Savior's presence is so near. I can see his smiling face. It is joy unspeakable and full of glory, full of glory, full of glory. It is joy unspeakable and full of glory. All the half hath never yet been told. Do you have joy unspeakable this morning? Do you have joy unspeakable this morning? All right, I see it in, in this pew and in this pew. Okay, I see one over here. Let's put some smile on, this, on these faces for this last verse, amen? Here we go. I have found the joy no tongue can tell How his waves of glory roll It is like a great overflowing well Springing up within my soul It is joy unspeakable and full of glory Full of glory Full of glory, it is joy unspeakable and full of glory. All that has never yet been told. Welcome to Central Park Baptist Church. You may be seated. We're awful glad that you're here today. Thank you so much for coming. If you're a first-time visitor here and you've never received a visitor card, if you slip your hand up, our ushers are going to come right now and they're going to give you a visitor card. I'm going to ask you to fill that visitor card out, and then after the service, in the foyer, I'll be standing behind a table. If you'll bring me that visitor card, I will exchange it uh, for a gift bag. Amen? We'd like to give you a gift for being here. We're awful glad that you're here today. There, and uh, There's a lot of places that call themselves church in the world, yep. and yet you came here, and we are a church. Amen? Right. And we're going to do our best for Jesus Christ today, and we're glad that you're here. We're thrilled to have you. And welcome to Central Park Baptist Church. Pastor. Hey. Amen, man. It's in December already. Hey. 
Amen. Well, let me encourage you. I was telling our prayer folks this morning at 8.30 that uh, encourage them. Let's pray and let's ask God to help us finish strong. Now, when, you, when I mention finish strong, that means you got to, like, want to finish strong. You know what I mean? Amen. And uh, so we, I was telling them about golf this morning. Oftentimes, after about 15 holes, I do real well. But golf is not 15 holes. It's 18. And then after 15, I start thinking about, well, when I get back to the office, I got, I've got to do this, or if I, I need to get this done, and then as a result, my focus is off, and I don't finish very well. Uh-huh. Well, December, it, the year's not over. Amen. December right. may be the last month, but it's not the end of the year uh, yet. Amen. Amen. I can tell y'all are right on top of it. Amen. Uh, but I want to encourage you. Let's finish strong. This is a great crowd, but I think we can do a little better. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Now I really think we can do a little better. Amen. Amen. So I want to encourage you. I, I I know we're all busy this time of year, especially, and I know there's a lot of things going on in our families, and we can all say. Amen. Amen. But listen, it'll be the same way if the Lord don't come back after the first. So let's finish strong, amen, and let's uh, pray and ask God to help us finish strong, that we see uh, folks saved and folks' lives changed. That's what we're here for. We're in the people business, amen, and, and uh, so I want to encourage you, but we can't do it without you. That's right, amen. So, uh, see, there's a catch, amen, so I want to encourage you. You stay, you stay in here, and let's, uh, let me encourage you. If y'all will be back next Sunday, be back this afternoon. I don't want to, you know, discount this afternoon service. Brother Merlot is going to be preaching for us this morning. Amen. Amen. <clears throat> I don't know what happened with that. I'm just saying. Uh, but he'll be back this afternoon. He's going to give us some updates on his family, and uh, he'll be showing his, uh, his video, um, uh, an updated video that he has for us about the work there in Argentina. So, uh, you'll want to be back, <clears throat> but uh, let me encourage you. Let's be back next week, and if you'll be back next week and you'll bring one with you, just one, mm-hmm. we can double our attendance. That's right, amen, amen. Really, I mean, all you got to do is bring one. Amen. And, and, uh, are y'all still here? Say amen. amen. Good, all right. Well, I want I want you to give it your best shot, amen. It takes a little effort to finish strong. Got to keep our focus. And uh, we've got to put some effort into it, but I know that you can do that, and, and because I can do all things through Christ, which strengtheneth me, and, and not just me alone, but you as well. So please let me encourage you. Let's finish strong this year, and, and uh, remember that it's Christ who's made all this possible, not just in December, but uh, January through November as well, amen? So let's keep him first in everything that we do. Well, let's have a good offering today, amen? Well, brother, brother Aaron's going to make sure we do, and then one or two others over here. So <clears throat> the rest of you, just I want you to really get in here, amen? amen. That's a little bit better, making me nervous. <clears throat> Are we going to have a good offering today? <laughs> good. God's got plenty of money, amen, but it's in your pocket. So let's be cheerful givers and give as unto the Lord. And God said, if you will give, he will give it back to you. Press down, shaking together and running over shall men give unto your bosom. So may God bless you this morning as you give. Father, I pray and ask you, Lord, to bless the offering this morning. Thank you for 
all of our folks that are here, all of our guests that are here as well. I pray that you'd be with us today, Brother Merlo, as he preaches this morning. I pray, God, that you'd bless this offering, bless the gift and the giver, and we'll give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. If you have an offering, you please come. this time I would like for if you're able to rise I'd like for everyone to uh, rest upon their feet as we sing uh, hymn 84 hymn 84 how many of you have heard of this hymn silent night one, one, one or two of you heard of it before silent night holy night hymn 84 hymn 84 hymn 84 let's do a verse of silent night hymn 84 silent night we want everyone singing along a silent night, holy night, all is calm, all is bright, around your virgin mother and child, holy infant so time if you're fifth grade and under fifth grade and under you're now dismissed for children's uh, church fifth grade and under you're now dismissed for children's church we would like for you to exit in heavenly peace and they're doing it i i, I can hear, hardly hear them amen they're doing very well children's church you're now dismissed fifth grade and under you're now dismissed for children's church the rest of us, if we'll turn to hymn 570, hymn 570, we'll do the first and last verses of Faith is the Victory. And then we want you to greet each other. Faith is the Victory, hymn 570, hymn 570, hymn 570, Faith is the Victory. Sing along, encamp along the hills of light. Ye Christian soldiers, rise and press the battle ere the night shall build the glorious Against the foe in bells below, let all our strength be curled. Faith is the victory we know that overcomes the world. Our faith is the victory. Faith is the victory. To him that overcome. 
of a play will vanquish all the hosts of night in Jesus conquering name. Faith, faith is the victory. Faith is the victory. Oh, glorious victory that overcomes the world. Amen. Please greet each other at this time. Thank you. 
Amen. What a great song. Born to die upon Calvary so that I might live. Thank you very much for that song. Well, it is a blessing to be here once again and always a joy to be here at Central Park Baptist Church. It seems like every time I come, there's more people, uh, more faces that I don't uh, recognize. And that's really a good thing uh, to see God work, to see God saving people. And it's just a reminder, you know, that God's word still changes lives. And that's what we still need to hear. And I'd like to take the time, too, to thank you guys for praying for my family. Uh, you guys have been supporting us since the very beginning, which would have been in 2013. Um, we went to Argentina and been there ever since. And you guys have been uh, faithfully supporting us, but also praying for us. You know, we don't only need your support, but we also need your prayers. And even just this morning, several of you have said, praying for you. How's your daughter? For those of you that don't know, my daughter had a surgery um, this past uh, August, and she's doing very well. Um, I'll give you a little bit more update later in the service, but just like to say thank you for praying for our family. You know, so I grew up in Argentina as a missionary kid, and that has some advantages because you learn the language at a younger age. So learning the language at a younger age is always a lot easier than when you're older. And um, we had a missionary come uh, in 2018 to work with us, and he learned that at an older age and kind of struggled, kind of spoke with that accent. And uh, I was letting him preach every Wednesday night. And uh, one night he's trying to preach, and he's trying to say that we're pilgrims here upon the earth. And the word for pilgrim is pellegrino. Well, he couldn't remember the word. And so he's up there and he uses the word pinguino, which means penguin. So uh, <laughs> he's telling all my people that we're penguins here upon the earth, you know. <laughs> and then he was trying to talk about the, the waves of the sea. And the, the, the word for wave is olas. And he couldn't remember the word for, for waves. And he used the word oshas of the sea which basically means the pot and pans of the sea. And so uh, that got all the ladies' attention really quick, you know. <laughs> all right, well, let's get to it. Let's open up our Bibles this morning to the book of John, John in chapter number 8. We're just going to read one verse. Uh, let's go ahead and stand for the reading of God's Word. One verse, a familiar verse. We're going to try to tear it down and make some application Mark, or John, chapter number 8, and verse number 12. John 8, verse number 12. Then spake Jesus again unto them, saying, I am the light of the world. He that followeth me shall not walk in what? In darkness. But he, or but shall have the light of life. Let's go ahead and pray. Father, we do thank you so much uh, for who you are. Thank you for being born, knowing that you were going to die upon the cross, knowing that you were going to be rejected, so that we could have eternal life. Lord, you died in our place. The just died for the unjust. 
Lord, we're so thankful for that. So thankful that we have your word this morning, that we can preach it, teach it. I pray that you would use me throughout these next few minutes to deliver your message with power, with authority. May it be clear. If someone here doesn't know you as Lord and Savior, may today be the day that they accept you. Lord, I pray that you would use me. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. And you may be seated. Throughout the years, uh, one of the questions that many people have asked me is they've asked me why we decided to name our church in Argentina Lighthouse Baptist Church. So really it's very simple, but in order to truly understand that, we need to know what the definition of a lighthouse is. So a lighthouse would be a tower or structure displaying a very bright flashing light. And I think we all know that it's used to guide ships uh, to navigate to the shores safely. Basically, we could say that it's there so that the ship avoids danger, avoids shipwreck, that they can follow the correct path so they can come or arrive to shore Safely. It's very simple. Not only is a lighthouse important for ships, we need light to survive. If you're here this morning, I think all of us would agree that we're very thankful for light. Uh, You know, no one likes the darkness, especially kids. One of the things they hate the most is darkness. They want to have a lamplight in the room. They want to have a little nightlight in the hallway. They want to have a nightlight in the bathroom or in the kitchen because there's just something about darkness that we don't like. (laughs) Even some of you adults may still have a nightlight in your room, Uh, you know, because you're just afraid. You want to make sure you can see. Think about what light does. I mean, this morning we can gather here and we can have light and we can see each other. Uh, We can go home and we can uh, turn on the TV because we have light and we could watch uh, football today or or in Argentina they're going to watch soccer. Um, We, because of light, we're able to read. Because of light, we're able to enjoy our grandkids. We're able to see them grow up. We're able to see our children grow up. Light is very important and without light, we would be in a lot of danger. You ever seen someone trying to walk in darkness? It's actually kind of funny, <laughs> you know, to see them and they'll step on something and they'll get kind of scared and they'll want to know what they're stepping on or uh, someone uh, will run into something and they'll get hurt. And, and it's kind of funny to see somebody try to walk without light. I'm thankful that we have flashlights. Amen. In fact, when we, when we go to camp, uh, one of the things you, we tell our young people is don't forget your flashlight. We want to make sure that they end up in the boys' dorms and not the girls' dorms, right? Uh, So we want to make sure they have a a flashlight because light is very, very important. Just like the lighthouse is important for ships and just like light is important for us to survive physically, there is another light this morning that we desperately need. 
we need that light, and that light is right here in John 8, in verse number 12. It says, Then spake Jesus again unto them, saying, I am the light of the world. So the other light that you and me need, and really the whole world needs, is they need the light of the world. Now, this isn't that hard, but uh, if they need the light of the world, we need to understand who is the light of the world. Well, Jesus said right here in verse number 12, I am the light of the world. So while we're living in a world of darkness and and we're living in a world of wickedness and every time we turn on the TV, it just seems like more and more bad things are happening. And it just, in my mind, I'm like, what are people thinking of? What are they doing to their family? What are they doing to their children, to their wives? Why are they doing that? More and more, we're just seeing how wicked our society is and we could all agree that we're living in in very dark times, in times where people are spiritually blinded and they're living in darkness. And as Christians, we may see that and we may begin to think, wow, how could something or someone change the world? They're already so far in darkness. They need something else. And I'm here to say that there's hope for our nation. There's hope for the world because Jesus uh, is real and Jesus was born of a virgin and Jesus died on the cross so that whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. So while we're living in a wicked and a very dark world, I want to remind you that there's still hope for our world and our society. And that is Jesus Christ. We all know John 3, 16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Uh, let's go quickly to Romans 5, 8. We could also uh, quote it, but let's just read it. Romans 5, verse number 8. But God commendeth his love toward us and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. I just want to remind you that before we got saved, we too were in darkness. We too were walking around, uh, uh, running into things and hurting ourselves and making a mess of our life. But I'm so thankful that God saw us in that condition and his love was so great that he died for you and he died for me. And praise the Lord that he changed our life and that he gave us a new path and that now we can see things according to his word. And that's why we're here this morning, because God saved us from our darkness darkness and brought us to the light so logic says we want to serve him we want to honor him with our lives we want to try to shine in a world that's dark we want to try to point people in the right direction there are a lot of people this morning still in darkness and what they need is someone to be a light like a lighthouse to point them in the path that will lead them to safety safety isn't found in a psychologist safety isn't found in seven steps safety is found in the Lord Jesus Christ who my Bible says is the light of the world so we don't need to change anything we don't need to come up with no new ideals 
We don't need to believe what everyone's saying around and what we're hearing on the television or on the radio. We just need to get back to the basics. Amen. Jesus is still the light of the world. Amen. Go, if you would, to 1 Corinthians chapter 15. Verse number 3 and 4. Not only did he die on the cross for our sins, but he rose the third day. That means he's not dead. 1 Corinthians 15, 3. For I delivered unto you first of all that which I also received, how that Christ died for our sins according to what? To the scripture. And that he was buried. And that he rose again the third day according to the scriptures. He's not dead. He's alive. He rose from the dead. He had victory over, over death. And now he's sitting at the right hand of the Father according to Mark uh, 16 and 19. He, he's sitting in heaven beside his Father. How wonderful that's going to be someday. To see him sitting at the right hand of the Father. But I want to remind you until then. The only way that we can get to heaven. The only way that we'll be able to see the Father. The only way we're going to be able to see Jesus sitting at the right hand of the Father. Is through the blood of Jesus Christ that was shed on Calvary. Jesus is our mediator. He is the one that will intercede between us and God. Mediator basically means this. A person who settles disputes between two people. Someone that intercedes to the Father on our behalf. I'm so thankful that he intercedes to the Father on my behalf, that, that I have him as my mediator. Uh, 1 Timothy chapter 2, go quickly to 1 Timothy in chapter number 2. Verse 5. For there is one God and one mediator between God and men, the man Christ Jesus. Listen to this. Who gave himself a ransom... For all. It wasn't just for some. He gave himself a ransom for all. For all that would believe. For all that would be willing to repent. For all that will look upon the light of the world. And understand that there isn't another way to get to heaven. It's not by your good works. It's not by growing up in a Christian home. It's not by attending church. It's not by a baptism. It's not by having your name on a church list. It's only through Jesus Christ. He is the mediator between us and God. He is the one that gives us eternal life. And I'm so thankful that that salvation is for all. It doesn't matter how dark they're living. It doesn't matter the wickedness that they're in. If they're willing to repent this morning, God is willing to bring them to light. And it doesn't matter what country you live in. That's why we support missions. That's why we send missionaries around the world. Some may say, oh, well, why are we going to these places? That place is dark. That place is evil. That place has a lot of witchcraft. They're in idolatry. Exactly. Those are the people that need to hear that there's hope. Because they're being told there is no hope. There's no other way to get the Father 
but through Jesus Christ. So we understand this morning that Jesus Christ is the light of the world. We understand that he died and he rose again on the third day. And now he's sitting at the right hand of the Father. We understand that he is our mediator. And there's no other way to get to him through the Father but through Jesus Christ. But now, as Christians, we have a responsibility. Now, as Christians, we have a mission to fulfill. And that responsibility, that mission, is to be a light in a dark world. Be a light in a dark world like a lighthouse is a light to a ship in darkness. Because remember, the lighthouse lights up in darkness. It brings people to safety. Our job, our responsibility as Christians, as a church, isn't just to gather here and have a great time of fellowship. Man, I love the fellowship that this church has. I, I love the Sunday school class and, and, and the time where you can just talk back and forth and, and have that feedback and encourage one another and uplift one another and challenge one another. That is awesome and that is great. But now, too, we have a responsibility to stand tall, to be a light in a dark world. When times are changing, I just want to encourage you, don't change with time. Don't lose focus of the truth. Don't start teaching something else. Don't get the idea that we don't need to preach Jesus no more. Don't get the idea that no one wants to hear about sin no more. Hey, they're still in darkness and what they need is to still come in a place where they can see something different and they can say, man, I don't know what it is, but something about this church stands out. Something about this church says that they're wanting to help me. Something about this church says that they want me to walk in light. I don't know how yet, but I want to keep on coming because I want what they're teaching here and we need to stay focused on preaching Jesus Christ and not go with the trend because if we're going to stand out in darkness, we need to keep on shining the light of Jesus. If people are going to get hope, they need to hear it from us. Be a light. That light doesn't need to stop just here. It doesn't need to just stop in our state of Texas. It doesn't need to stop in America. That light needs to be taken to every nation. The Bible commands us clearly to go to every nation. To teach them. To baptize them. To make disciples. It's our job first to be involved here in our community, in our city, to be that lighthouse. But then we have a responsibility to send force into other parts of the world so that the light can shine. I heard a story of a man that was very sick. He was very uh, sick and he was on a ship traveling. There wasn't really much this man could do. 
But as he sat there one night just looking out at the stars, he saw a man that went overboard. He couldn't really move and couldn't get to the guy because of his illness. But all of a sudden he stood up. And he began to shine this light and wave it back in force. And, and in the distance, someone saw the light shining. And so they ran over there to see what was the light, what was this uh, uh, need. And because this man held up the light, he was able to point to the guy that went overboard. And quickly, they were able to rescue this guy that had gone overboard. Why? All because someone held up the light. We need more people today just to hold up the light. You may say, man, I don't have the ability that pastor does. Or I don't have the ability as so-and-so does. Or I didn't go to school like so-and-so did. Or, or man, I'm, I'm just a farm boy. Or I'm just a farm girl. I don't have a lot of study. It doesn't matter what you are. If you're saved, you just need to hold up the light so that people can see, hey, there's still hope. Jesus Christ is still our hope. Dio Moody tells a story of a ship that was trying to come in the port one day. So it was trying to come in the port. There was a bad, bad storm. As he was coming in the port, the port had the highlights, which was to help him from the distance. But it also had lights below. So as you were getting closer, the lower lights would lead you in safely. Well, as he began to go in, something had happened with the lower lights. They weren't working. So the captain of the ship had to make a very important decision. Do I try to go in the port without the lower lights? Or do I stay out here in the ocean and wait for the storm to pass? Well, he decided to go into shore without the lower lights. He felt that was his best option in staying out in sea. And as he tried to go in the port... The ship crashed. Everyone on the ship died. The Moody made this application. The light above is still shining bright. The problem isn't with Jesus. The problem is with the lights below. Jesus is still the same. Jesus is still the light of the world. The problem isn't that he's changed. He never will change. The problem is with the lights below. Many times as believers we fail to keep the light shining. And therefore people are being deceived. And people 
are going shipwrecked. And people are believing false doctrine. And people are believing salvation by works and salvation by you name it. Because the lights below have stopped shining. This isn't just a job for the missionaries. It's not just a job for a pastor or for pastor staff. This is a job that we should do together. It is a hard job. It is a job that must be a consistent. It is a job that we all must do our part so that the light of the world can travel fastly here and abroad so that quickly those that are walking in darkness can come to the light before they run out of time. Amen. It's kind of like this. I'll illustrate it. Here we have this grand piano. Now you guys would probably think I'm crazy if I said I was going to try to lift this piano by myself, huh? Yeah, some of you are laughing. Man, I don't look that weak, brother. So, just think, if I try to lift this piano by myself, I might could scoot it that much. But it's going to be really hard. I'm going to be fatigued by moving it that much. So here I am, and I'm struggling, and my face is red. and uh, I'm starting to sweat, and Brother White over there sees me. And Brother White catches on, and he's like, Hey, brother, why are you trying to move the piano for Well, because there's a lot of people outside that want to hear some good music. And so we need to try to get this piano out the door so that they can hear. And so here we go, and Brother White comes, and he catches on. And so, man, Brother White's not much help, so and his wife comes along, you know. (laughs) Anyway, so now his wife comes along, and now it's three of us. And, man, now this whole middle section catches on, and we're all around the piano. And a job that was very hard is starting to get pretty easy, and the load is is getting lighter. And now this section, and, man, we're just all gathered around the piano, and and it's like a piece of cake. And we take it out the back doors so they can hear this wonderful music. Well, that's the ideal. All of us need to be involved. Why? So that people outside of the church walls can hear that there's still hope, to hear that Jesus still lives, to hear that it does. It doesn't matter, listen to me, it doesn't matter how bogged down they are in sin. It doesn't matter what they've done. Uh, Man, people have so much baggage and the guilt is so heavy. But listen, my God is greater than the guilt. My God is greater than the baggage. My God is greater than the sin. And while they may have lived a very, very wicked life, Jesus will save whosoever. And so we must do our part and shine the light the more people that involve the quicker the light can get to them so the passage was very simple let's go back to John 8 12 Then spake Jesus again unto them, saying, I am the light of the world. Listen here. He that followeth me, this is a promise, shall not walk in what? Darkness. But shall have the light of life. You may be here this morning, and you may be walking in darkness. 
you may have never met Jesus, the light of the world. You came in this morning walking in darkness. Jesus this morning wants you to leave. Having met the light of the world. So that you can have, it says, the light of life. Eternal life. So that you this morning could have your sins forgiven. So that you can stop walking in your wicked and evil ways and in your own opinion. So that you now can have the light of the world. So that you now can have access to the Father who's in heaven. So if you die today, you can spend eternity with him. Forever and ever and ever. But be not confused. It's only through. Jesus Christ. So today you might need to come down to an old-fashioned altar. Say, Lord, (laughs) I know I'm bad. (laughs) I know I'm wicked. I know I'm in a lot of darkness. But I want to trust you as Lord, Savior. I need that light. And when we find the light of Jesus, now, We're on the right path to safety. We can arrive home safe forever and ever with him. You may be here this morning and you say, well, I've already accepted the Lord Jesus Christ as Savior. Praise the Lord. But you know that you're not being a light like you ought to be. You know, people don't look at you as a lighthouse. People see your life and they doubt whether you truly are what you are say you are and may I remind you hold up the light do all you can so that others can come to the light of the world Father we love you thank you so much for loving us Lord just one simple verse yet so powerful and something that so many times we forget Lord, it may be even as Christians, people come for counseling and or people come with questions and we try to solve their problems without ever telling them about the light of the world. The only thing that's going to solve their problem is meeting Jesus. The only thing that's going to give them hope is meeting Jesus. The only thing that's going to allow them to stop, walk, stop walking in their darkness is Jesus. And Lord, maybe we have just forgotten how powerful this light is. No matter how dark it may look, no matter how wicked our society is, no matter the evil that is upon us, you are still the light they need to hear. Lord, someone might not know you today as Lord and Savior. Lord, before it's too late, I pray that today they would come to know you. I pray that as Pastor mentioned, they could finish the year strong. Finish the year knowing where they'll spend eternity. Lord, there may be a Christian here that, man, they started off strong this year holding up the light. And then just through circumstances or 
Maybe someone made fun of them or maybe they've just been influenced by the wrong people and they kind of stopped holding up the light. Lord, I pray they could finish the year strong. Finish the year telling people about the greatest gift. It isn't under a tree. It's on the tree. It was Jesus Christ that died on that tree that was buried and rose again. Pray you'd use this invitation, Lord. It's only you can do. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I'm going to ask you to stand, every head bowed, every eye closed. God has spoken to you this morning.